If you're frustrated that in the last year, you allowed fear to stop you in your tracks when it came to achieving your goals. In these next few minutes, we're going to dive into some proven strategies that even I use to this day to get over various fears that I'm encountering when it comes to achieving big goals and those that have helped me to achieve goals that I thought would take way longer in a shorter amount of time. And you can do the same. So let's get into it. What is up entrepreneurs? Welcome back to a brand new year here on the Video Simplified Podcast with me, your hostess, The Mostess. I am very pumped, pleased, and excited to be here in the year of our Lord 2024. And you may be feeling the vibes, the jazz, hashtag all the things, and be super excited and ready to embark on this new year. And maybe you're not feeling all of the pressures that you were at the end of the year, but from what I'm seeing online, when I'm looking into the comments section, when I'm looking at um, just different conversations and things that are happening, when people are, are posting and, and just sharing their thoughts around, what are you doing for this first uh, month of the year? A lot of people are still trying to play it cool because it's two things that have come up, two common things that I'm constantly seeing. And just because the date has changed, doesn't mean that some of the fears, frustrations, and anxieties have changed. And I wanna start to uh, unpack that so you can finally start to do something about that. And the two things that came up was number one, like I said, still dealing with those residual fears from the years before or even years, plural, uh, before, because I'm finding a lot of these things carry over month after month, year over year for some people, because it's just honestly never been addressed. And then the other thing, which we're going to be talking about in episode 131 of the podcast, is going to be next week. Uh, so if you're listening to this or watching the video version of the podcast, it's going to be next week, episode 131, uh, where we're starting to talk about um, recovering and how if you had any kind of level of burnout recovering from that so this week we're talking about fears next week we're talking about dealing with burnout and finally recovering uh, from that because I think too many people which I'm not going to get on my soapbox about it but I think too many people are kind of succumbing to that and not finding their way back so that people can be more connected to the things that are fueling them versus uh, the things that should be fueling them actually becoming things that just kind of start to suck the life out of them it's not what we want so let's dive right in. The first thing is going to be, what exactly are you afraid of? And some of these things, when I'm saying that I'm not trying to be hoarse and harsh in that acknowledging that people don't have fears or there aren't things that are levels of concern or anything like that. But I really want you to really stop and think about what are the things that you're actually afraid of? What are the things that are truly holding you back? The one thing to acknowledge is that your fears are always going to be greater in your imagination than they are in real life. Because a lot of times uh, where we're playing with the idea of something becoming or being worse than what it could be, or if you've experienced something close to that, you're trying to keep from having a repeat. Now, if you're trying to keep from having a repeat, I get that. But at the same time, uh, we do way harder things in real life uh, than making content for a business, for a dream, for a goal, which it is serious and important. But at the same time, a lot of people have gotten married and you got married maybe after you had a hard breakup in a relationship before, maybe one that you thought for a time you would never recover from, or you wondered how you would actually deal with that or something even more serious than that uh, actually happened in your life. There are people that have lost children and turned around uh, at some point in their life and were able to continue to move on and having a family down the road. There are people that maybe was just 
infinitely scared of doing any of those things and eventually got to the point where they did them um, or wondering what would happen when my kids get to this point. Like there are way bigger things that you've already accomplished before in your life that you may have had some imaginings that it could be worse before. Like, so just acknowledge that you've done and you've conquered and you've achieved way harder things in life than what some of the things that talk that we're talking about when it comes to content creation. So the first thing I want you to do is to stop imagining more and more and more fears. <laughs> and it's like, well, the what ifs and the what ifs and it builds on top of each other. I want you to stop doing that. And the one thing I do want you to do is write down in very plain, very exact, uncensored words. And it could be in a journal. I would prefer it being to a paper that could be like a legal pad or something like that notebook, something where you can rip out, start over if you want to, or throw it away when you're done with it. Uh, because if you don't actually write it down, if you don't actually deal with it, see it and put it from an imaginary form in your mind into a tangible form, something that you can actually touch. You turn those words in your mind into a actual written format. It now becomes something that is tangible that you can touch in real life. So take time out actually write down what those specific fears are. What are some of the frustrations that you're actually feeling? And again, be very uncensored in how you feel, because if you can't be honest with yourself to yourself, where can you be honest? Where can you acknowledge it? Where can you discuss it? Maybe you're afraid to fully share all those details with somebody even that may be super close in your life, but be okay with being a hundred percent real. 100% raw and 100% exposed, at least on this paper uh, in this moment. So if you're having some challenges or concerns around like the what some of those things are, let's just bring everybody to the same level playing field and let's talk about what some of those potential fears could be. So some of the common fears could be dealing with perfectionism, dealing with camera shyness, embarrassment, fear of judgment, or being afraid or having a fear of being overwhelmed by all the technology of things, of how you feel. Because again, some of these insecurities may be attached to something else. Like let's say you had a position at your job where you had some role or something that you needed to show and the tech failed on you. Or um, while somebody was needing to evaluate you, things went awry with the computer. You felt embarrassed or like you didn't made appearance of you didn't know what you were doing when that really wasn't the case. So sometimes it could be tied to something real, but those are usually some of the common topical things and start to go layers deeper. Sometimes those are like the topical top of mind things, write those down too. And again, don't text, don't type, just actual pen and paper this because you need to get this out. You need to feel and actually go through that. I promise you it is a huge difference psychologically. And when it comes to you actually doing this again, it's scientific proof, not going to go into this right now, but when you go into writing something with a pen, piece of paper, not a tablet, actual trees, <laughs> actually writing it, tablet probably would be fine. Like Apple pencil and all that, because the difference in you actually writing it with your own hand is so much more effective mentally and emotionally and psychologically than if you just typed it or text it or what have you even just audibly set it out. That does a lot too, but actually write this out. Now, once you start to dive deeper, here are some of the fears that you may start to see be uncovered that 
maybe again it didn't start this way and you started writing but the more you start going layers deep you may see some of these pop out the fear of being irrelevant like having an anxiety about being outdated or irrelevant the fear of wasting money or the fear of getting family backlash or them being unsupportive the fear of burnout uh, and what it would feel like potentially to have to recover from the burnout if you could or, or what does the other side of that actually look like or you can have the fear of negative feedback, afraid that people will say things negative to you and having to figure out how to deal with that. Now, these are some of those that you can start to feel them in your gut, things you have to address. If somebody says something negative, you don't have to make a decision, an active decision of how you plan to handle that. What do you plan to do? Um, are you going to say something? Are you going to delete it? Are you going to get riled up and let somebody take you out of character? It's like, what are you going to do? So these are some of the things that you have to now actually deal with. But I want to put these on the level playing field just so you can see what are some of these top of mind first initial thought things. And then if you just wrote for 90 seconds nonstop, these are some of the other other points that might start to expose themselves. Now, here's the one thing that I want you to be aware of that I learned from a business coach. I love the way that he described this. Now, and it was the fact that recognizing what is this fear? What are these these fears even? And it's fine no matter how many you have. It doesn't matter because, again, this whole pen to paper exercise is about you being real with you. And so he said fear is the thought and you having an imagination and a vision of things and a solution or end result of things that you don't want. And that faith is imagining an end result or a solution of things that you do want. So it's really up to us of which route that we choose. We can choose to lean into the imaginations about fear and getting the result that we don't want for some reason, <laughs> or we can choose to lean into having faith and having an imagination around the end result of things that we actually do want? Why spend so much time on things that we don't want if they're not going to ultimately serve us? Do we feel like we're being productive and evaluating what these things are? For me, what I notice is that in my mind, I call it spiraling. And what I acknowledge in that moment is if I'm starting to go down a route or I'm an imagining, I'm imagining a situation of an end result that I do not want, I stop myself because these are thoughts that build upon themselves. Goals can do the same thing. Your imaginations and faith of things moving forward in a positive direction can do the same thing. But it's those fear thoughts that are very easy to acknowledge. Number two, you also acknowledge uh, in how you actually physically feel. You start to feel weighted. You start to feel exhausted. Literally this morning, I was making coffee and I was imagining a scenario and a situation for a conversation that I potentially might need to have about something. And I found myself spiraling. And I say spiraling because I'm just constantly going down the loop of thoughts, this logic chain, if you will of negative thought associations that don't make sense. They're I'm going down a result that I don't want. And I was like, I need to stop because I notice not only am I going from an initial thought that may start neutral, like what would happen if fill in the blank, then it's like, even you take that route going towards the left, it's like, dang, this is not serving me well. So I said, what is the end result that I actually do want if this conversation had to be had? And so now I'm starting to go through what the positive would look like. And it doesn't matter what the conversation is about. It doesn't matter what the uh, situation is. When you start to feel yourself spiraling and you're going down that negative route, 
it's very easy to stop yourself because you're in control of your thoughts. So if you're having the imaginations of an end result that you don't want, just know then at that point we're leaning into fear versus now let's go down the route of imagining the things that we do want because now this is leading into faith. So here's the second thing. So now we've acknowledged the fear. We've gotten this stuff out. We are looking at it. We can recognize our thought patterns and which way that we're leaning to when we're starting to have these imaginations around whatever the end result thing is that we do or do not want. Obviously it's fear. So it's things that we don't want. So now I want you to X off the things that are things that are not within your control. Like you actually cannot control it. Look at the things that you could do something about. And if it's like five, six, seven things, whatever, it don't matter how many, but just look at the ones you'll instantly know based on your own list for what your goal is. And the thing that you want that you're having the fear or fears plural about, then look through and you'll be able to logically identify like somewhere in these three things would be my next logical step. It would be my next right step, or that would be the thing that would take me on the path of having faith and imagining the result to get to the end result of the thing that I want. So you can look at these things and it's like, what are these next three things that probably would make sense if I did one? What are the things that I can't even control? Because then we can stop imagining and thinking about them. There's nothing to think about. They're not within our controls. Now for my control freaks <laughs> that would think, well, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, predict and imagine and think through a, a potential situation. So I know what to do. If it's not within your control, then that potential lane of thought could change. Whatever that is, for example, you're going to an event, you want to have a meeting with somebody so you can do a podcast with them, but you've never met them, never talked to them. You couldn't get it secured, but you're taking all your stuff just in case it happens. So you say, well, what if they say no? Or what if I can't get the time? Or what if I miss them or whatever? Okay, there's not anything that you could probably do to force the situation at that point. So it's like, oh, well then what if they say something that makes me feel bad? Then I'll feel dumb. That Again, that's spiraling. Let's stop. So it's like you're doing the things that you can do in that case, random example, for example, you're doing something that you could do to potentially get the result that you want. But there is a potentiality of a position of things maybe not going the way that you hope. And that's fine. Maybe instead of doing the podcast with them, you decide to record some B-roll of them. It's like, how can I get the most out of this situation regardless? What are the things that I actually can't control? I still got a camera. I still could do footage. Even if they say no, maybe I document just getting a chance to talk to them. And I said, I got a chance to interact with such and such. Didn't get a chance to do the podcast, but here's some things I picked up from their talk that I want to discuss in this week's podcast. So you still make content around it. You still get footage from the event. You, you see what I'm saying? Like you still find a way to get to the closer to the positive result that you would want. One thing I learned from Ray Edwards that I love is the thought that what does this make possible? Just simply asking yourself, what does this make possible? Even if it's a result that you don't want, what does this make possible? Completely changes your outlook on stuff. What does this make possible? So the next thing that you want to do is now look at what is the next tangible step based on these things that I have, that if I'm looking at the things that I actually can control, what's my next logical step? What can I do to actually take progress towards the thing that I do want? The thing that I like to do, I used to just journal everything, but then it gets lost between that and personal thoughts and ideas and other stuff. And it's hard to kind of keep up and keep track of that. Or maybe I have endless post-it notes and that's not super helpful either. And so I was like, okay, what am I actually going to do with this? And so I developed just simple Three things that I could do, either it becomes a journal because it's something, journal entry, because it's something I need to expel. It's just something I want to discuss. 
get it out. It's written. I'm done with it. Or it becomes something that needs to go to my to-do list for today. So maybe it doesn't even need to be a post-it note. It gets added to my calendar for my schedule of things that actually needs to be done. And I'll put a date and a time by it somewhere within that week. I don't try to put it too far out because then I give myself too much of a time frame, too much of a leeway where things potentially could fail and not go the way that I want. Or I just don't lean into the discipline of following through. To avoid that, I try to make something within the next one or two days that I'm actually going to do and execute on. Because if not, it's probably not going to get done or I'm going to lose the emphasis to follow through and get it done simply because you rethink about those fears and you restart the thinking process over and so you backtrack. So the best way is just to move forward on it very, very quickly. So is it something I need to journal? Is it something I need to add to my to-do list? Or is it actually something that I need to acknowledge? I'm not going to do anything with this. Some of the best fears that you're imagining and spiraling in your brain around is around stuff that may not even be realistic to be afraid of or have a fear about to begin with. So put it in a tangible form and actually do something with it of throwing it away, acknowledging that we're not doing nothing with this. This is going nowhere. I don't even plan to do this. It was just a thought. And somehow it became something that you're now building anxiety about for no reason, or it gets to be something that gets added to the calendar of your to-do list or whatever the case is. So figure it out and put it in a tangible form. The next thing that you wanna do is now start to cultivate an environment that is supportive and conducive for a faith-based level of thinking to actually thrive. Now, I'm a big fan on taking something from a thought to an idea and actually putting it in a tangible form. So one of the things that I like to do if I'm going through a new goal setting process and I'm needing to address certain fears, concerns that I'm having, or could be a real challenge, uh, then at that point, I wanna start thinking through this logically. So if I'm talking about cultivating an area, that means we need to actually create a conducive environment. Uh, one of the things that I see a lot of people that are married, especially if I have married clients that they're having to do with their kids or trying to do with their, their spouse or their significant other, I get it. But at the same time, those new goals that you have, the biggest fear around you not proceeding with it for those couples that I have worked with is the fact that this other person is not supportive or they're jiding and just kind of, you know, they're just jabbing at them constantly saying something or they're just not, it's not that they're not supportive, but they're in a level of unbelief that you're actually going to do it and follow through because there's been a history of saying a bunch of big stuff and actually not following through. And at this point, it now just becomes, honestly, you have to prove it. There's nothing else to, to, to say about that. You have to prove that what you're saying this time, you're actually going to follow through or you're actually going to take significant actions that are positive, not busy work. You're not watching videos because you're going to learn something. They see you actually putting in the active hours of doing something. It's different when you're talking about like, oh, I'm going to learn how to use this camera, for example. Let's say you have a tech concern or what have you. I'm going to learn how to use this camera, but they only see you ever watching videos about it and just holding the camera in the hand or sitting on the desk and kind of playing with the muse a little bit, but you never actually make anything. You've had the camera for a month, two, three months, but you've never made something. They don't see you in the trenches of actually doing something. Or are you saying like, you're like, Hey, you want to watch the movie tonight? It's like, no, I'm not, not watching the movie tonight. I actually am adjusting the schedule this month. I'm going to start doing this. 
and they actually hear you recording or they actually ask you how the progress is going and you have something to say. It's like, well, one of the files got corrupt. And so I re-recorded re that, found a way to make it shorter and just cut a part out. Like they don't hear you talking about stuff because you're in the trenches. It's like, oh, I was watching this video and this, this, that, blah, blah, blah. like, you know what I'm saying? They understand your language. So that can be a little bit harder to deal with, but action becomes the proof at that point. Another thing is like cultivate the mentality. Again, I talked about this earlier. It's like, if I ever catch myself spiraling, it's because I'm in this early morning thought process. One thing I guarantee to do Every day I'm going to journal. I'm going to say my affirmations. I'm going to be listening to something positive. I'm going to be starting my day, getting my mind right and locked in because the best environment that you can cultivate is up here. It's in your mind. And if you don't have this cultivated, anything else around you won't matter. But the other things around you actually do matter. The thing that you see the most throughout the day probably is your phone. What's on your screen? Again, I get people and their significant others and all of that. So you got their face but you might want to put a goal there. You might want to put something inspirational there. Not that they aren't, but understand what I'm saying. Let's make this tangible. You're touching your phone a ridiculous amount of times per day. Make one of the screens, whether it's the lock screen, whether it's the home screen on the phone, whichever one you're seeing more. If you're like checking alerts or whatever, change that lock screen to something that is one of your affirmations. So when you see it, you're seeing your goals constantly. Review those goals multiple times per day. I have a habit now. It's like when I'm coming back in from making coffee, making my protein shake in the morning that I do and with like with the greens powder and all that stuff, I've been doing that. It's like when I sit down, come back to the desk, it's like, okay, now before I do anything else, before emails, before replying to any messages or anything else, what goals am I pursuing today? Revisiting the things to cultivate my environment. Also the thing that I've done very, very aggressively uh, at different times when I was needing to make major mental shifts, post-it notes. Anywhere that I was looking multiple times, maybe above the light switch, had it on the dash in the car, had it on my phone, had it on anything in any area in my house. It's like surrounded. So no matter where I was looking, I was looking at something that was encouraging. So even if in the moment my mindset wasn't there, I could get there better with looking at things that will help me to keep elevating uh, my mindset and audiobooks and stuff like that help as well, as well as podcasts and stuff like that. And go ahead and plug the podcast if you're not already subscribed, do so because this is just one of the many gems you're going to get this year. And lastly is become okay with acknowledging these fears versus constantly running away from them. A lot of times the fears just kind of pile up over time and then you get to a point to where you are surrounded. And I'm seeing this more and more where people are talking about burnout, but they're not actually doing active work that has equal burnout. They're literally just mentally exhausted from the possible thoughts about potentially doing things that they haven't actually done. They're just exhausted from their imagination about work that they might have to do that they've never actually executed on. But yet it's creative burnout. Nah, it's running from fears. <laughs> Think about from a car perspective. When a car gets burnt out, the engine burns out, it's because it's been running. It's because it's been working. It has miles on it. It's done its job to a point it's like, that's all I got until we change these, these, these parts and then I'm ready to roll again. Or it just needs to be rebuilt or get something new. It's got miles on it though. So until your work has active miles on it, imagination work don't count. And you start to work through it, actively work through it, dealing with it, 
then now you have something to work with. And some of those that you wrote down, stuff that should have went to the calendar, stuff that should have went to your journal, stuff that should go to your to-do list for the week. Now you have something that you can work with and we're done with those. We can toss that paper out and be done with it. That's why I said sometimes it's not best to put everything in a journal and put it this kind of stuff on paper because all this is, is a worksheet. It just becomes a disposable worksheet for later on. We deal with this stuff and it's like, you know what? I'm done with this and I can throw it away. And if you're dealing with creative burnout and whether you actually did do active work and you are feeling the frustrations or you just kind of are stressed about the potentialities of moving into things we're going to be talking about in the next episode about how to start recovering from creative burnout. And especially if that kind of rolled over, you're having some residual thoughts and frustrations and you just still can't quite find your groove. We're going to be talking about that in next week's episode, but that is where I'm going to leave it for this week's episode for the video Simplify podcast. If you like, love what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button, the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you are listening to this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating or review. And if you listened to the podcast all last year and you never left a rating or review or maybe even an updated one, shame on you. Shame on you. How am I supposed to know what you're thinking? If you're liking, if you got good value out of it, let me know. Leave an actual rating or review to help more entrepreneurs, content creating entrepreneurs specifically, find this podcast. And as I love to end all of my episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sales. And with that, guys, we're passionate. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.